Welcome to Muse Views, the podcast for the Muse community about the Muse community. Muse is a nonprofit education networking group for users of the Meditech electronic health record system. Here on our podcast, we chat with healthcare IT folks about ideas, opportunities, strategies, and solutions to improve work life experiences and share views you can use. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, TJ Temple. Thank you for joining us today. Today on the podcast, we welcome Eric Gosser. Eric started his career in healthcare as a registered nurse and began his career at Worcester Community Hospital located in Worcester, Ohio in 2006 as a clinical systems analyst. Over his 16 years with the organization, he's held many roles in IT and now leads the team serving as vice president and chief information officer. In addition, Eric volunteers his time serving as a director on the Muse board. Eric, welcome to the podcast. Well, good afternoon, TJ. It's good to be with you. Great. Thanks so much for your time. So tell us a little bit more about Worcester and your team there, the IT team there. Yeah, Worcester Community Hospital, we're a 172-bed community hospital located in Worcester, Ohio. We've been a community hospital since the 1950s. Uh, As far as our IT team goes, we have about 22 to 24 people on our team, um, ranging from uh, our director, and we have network and server admins, desktop administrators, as well as uh, analyst team, clinical, non-clinical, data analyst, uh, that type of thing. Great. Do you have an informatics department or is that kind of housed within IT as well? It's all housed within the one IT department. Great. So tell us a little bit about your EHR environment, what you're running for acute, ambulatory, or any other ancillary systems. So we are on Meditech Expanse 2.1, Priority Pack 35. We've been a Meditech hospital since the early 90s. We started with Magic, and then we went to 6.0, and then eventually to Expanse. Um, We have Meditech Ambulatory for our uh, physician practices. We plan to go to Meditech's home health application here later this year, and we're also planning to upgrade to 2.2 later this year as well. Great. What about ED? Are you running Expanse there as well? Yep, expanse in the ED as well. Okay, great. So you got that one record train moving along. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Good deal. I want to kind of shift gears here and talk about community peer groups. Hopefully the listeners are aware from all the Muse offerings and marketing, but one of the kind of unique things that Muse puts together is what these are called community peer groups. And it's basically just a group of peers in a certain region or regions that kind of get together to share information and usually have some keynote speakers and usually some vendors are involved. And, um, you know, depending on the area, I was in one called uh, Making It that was in Missouri and Arkansas, Kansas, Iowa, and Kentucky, I believe. And then there's one in Ohio and there's a big one up in Kentucky. And then there's one actually up in Canada as well that's recently started off that's been very successful. And these are kind of like mini Inspire conferences, basically just to a specific region and really normally don't have too much overhead as far as cost or um, any kind of barriers to entry or anything like that. That's just a nice way to get together with some folks from your area. And I know that you recently attended the Ohio peer group. So tell us a little bit about how that meeting went, what you got out of that meeting and anything you might want to share with the listeners. We actually hosted the event. Uh, it was December 14th. We held it here in Worcester, Ohio, and there were approximately 110 attendees at the event. Wow. And there were seven vendors that were there to help support the event as well. There were a range of presentations. Uh, Meditech gave a couple presentations. We had one put on by Clinisync, which is the state of Ohio's health information exchange group, mm-hmm. and several from 
participants that attended. And, and really, I couldn't pick out one in particular that stood out. They were all good. I would say the, the value to me the most out of these community peer groups is getting together with other people that have Meditech and being able to network and see what they're doing, help each other, you know, get contact information and then follow up thereafter. It's just, it's really good to have a good network of people in the Meditech community. And this kind of brings everybody together for a day to help solidify that. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting you hear you had your ClinisSync vendor there. I find that's one of the great values of these community peer groups is you can have something that's, you know, state or region specific, whether that's a regulatory change or an HIE is a great example or, or those sort of things. And you can hear from other hospitals in your area you know, what they're doing to work with that vendor and make things work. So that's a great approach. Yes, definitely. To have ClinisSync there with a series of topics that really apply to everybody in the audience was certainly good to have. We actually had a hospital there that does not even have Meditech yet. They're considering going to Meditech. So we invited them to come out to talk to other Meditechers. And obviously what ClinisSync had to say applied to them as well. Mm -hmm. I am a chair on the Muse Education Committee, and I had attended the Muse Ontario event back in October. And to your point, they had Meditech there talking about the Canadian roadmap. So that wouldn't have applied to us in Ohio, but it certainly applied to Ontario. And just to your point of how these community peer groups can really speak to specifics about things in our particular area. Yeah, that's great. I actually got to attend a Canadian peer group when I was on the board as well. And like you said, it was very interesting. A lot of it didn't apply. Some of it I wish did apply, how simple their billing system is and that sort of thing. But, you know, there's always something to be gained from these, even if it's not your region or, you know, your specific issue. So that's great to hear. And at 170, that's quite the turnout. I don't know that I've heard one that size. So that's uh, congratulations on that. Well, it was 110. 110. Sorry. Okay. If you heard 170. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, still great. Maybe next time. Yeah, there you go. So I know you're a newer Muse board member. Our time didn't quite overlap on the board, but uh, I'd like you to share kind of some of your experience with the listeners of what you've encountered as being a board member. And if anybody's out there that might want to participate in the board or serve in Muse in another way, what advice you might give them? Sure. I applied to be on the board back in late 2021. Started my term in beginning of 2022 last year. And the reason I applied to be on the board is you know, I've been in the Meditech community for a long time, 16 years, and I've taken a lot out of Muse over the years. Um, I might have contributed to the online forums and spoken at Spire events, but I felt like it was time in my career to start at least offering to give back. And so I threw my hat in the ring and was fortunate to get elected to the board. And I didn't really know what I was getting into. In fact, one of the first emails I received was from our current chair of the board, Judy Steiner, asking if I would like to be co-chair of the education committee. And if you would have asked me whether I wanted to do that or not, before that, I would have said, absolutely not. That's the last committee that I would want to be the chairperson (laughs) of in Muse, because when I think of Muse, I think of education. And what do I know, starting out as a new board member, why would I want to take on that responsibility? But Like I have a problem with many things in my life, it's hard for me to say no when I'm asked (laughs) to do something. And I felt, hey, if I'm going to do this, that's where they need me, then I'm going to say yes. And I did that. So it's really been a great experience being on the board, getting to meet others, serving on the board and getting opportunities to, you know, go to events and participate in things that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. 
And then serving on the education committee, served as co-chair with Amy. She's from a hospital in Canada. Mm-hmm. She's been a great person to work with and kind of helped mentor me getting started. And it, it's really been a great experience so far. That's great. Did you get to attend the recent Muse Executive Institute? Yes, I just got back from the Executive Institute. I was actually asked to and failed to say no again. I was asked to be the facilitator of the meeting by Alan, and uh, I did that. And it was another uh, really a great event. There were about 30 CIOs that were at the event. We had uh, really good speakers that were there. And then the reverse trade show was also a really good part of the event. It was, I don't know if you've ever been a part of the reverse trade show or not. Yes, I have. It was something I was very hesitant of the first time I went to the Executive Institute. But I really find that that's such a benefit. It kind of forces me to meet with whatever vendor decides to stop at my table. And I really learn a lot about the vendors that I probably wouldn't have otherwise learned if I had to pick and choose which vendor booth I stopped at. So mm-hmm. it's really a good experience and it's nice to get to see people again they haven't seen for a while. Right. The venue is not too shabby either, huh? The venue is not too shabby either. No, uh, <laughs> Pelican Hill is uh, first class all the way. I was able to take my wife with me this time and uh, we really enjoyed it. Yeah, I took my wife the first time I attended as well. And then every time after she blocked her schedule. So it's a very nice venue and a great event for sure. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So if someone's out there thinking, I mean, you kind of already explained in your reasons for you joining the board, but if someone's out there thinking kind of on the fence or, you know, how could my input help the board or maybe they're not a CIO, maybe they're just an analyst. What kind of advice would you give to someone out there thinking they might want to volunteer? Well, I would say put your hat in the ring. I would say raise your hand. Be willing to volunteer. If you're not really ready to be on the board, there are opportunities to serve in other committees. For example, the education committee, we have about, I'll say, 10 or so members that are from the Muse community that are serving on that board with me. And everybody has just been great to work with and contribute. And, you know, obviously, if you're not sure about something, there's many of us would be happy to explain a little bit more about what's involved and what's the commitment. But I would just say if you're ready to give some of your time, you'll get out of it far more than you put into it. Well said. Well said. And I always like to add in there, too, it doesn't matter what your area of expertise is, whether you're, you know, a billing clerk or a a CFO or a physician or whatever it may be, you know, having input from the Muse community on either leadership on the board or on one of the subcommittees, you know, that's what makes up Muse. So having that representation at those committee levels is important. Everybody's got something to give, and that's what makes us all better. Uh, absolutely. And even on our education committee, we have a well-rounded group uh, representing uh, you know, clinical, non-clinical leadership, all areas, and we absolutely welcome that diversity. So, Eric, as we wrap up here, I always like to ask something personal about the guests. Anything you have going on in your life you'd like to share, a book you're reading or a leadership conference you're going to attend, or anything you have going on that you'd like to share? couple things I could share with you. My wife and I, uh, we have five biological children. We recently uh, adopted a little girl named Rose, and that was finalized here a couple weeks ago. So we're really happy about that. And uh, she's just a blessing for our family. Uh, As far as a book goes, I would recommend the book Endurance. I don't know if you've heard of that one. I recently completed it. It's about Ernest Shackleton and his voyage on a ship in Antarctica. It's by Alfred Lansing, and it's one of those page-turner books. It's really incredible. 
the title Endurance is the name of the ship, but it also describes the crew and what they went through in surviving the shipwreck. This was back in the early 1900s. And they actually just discovered the ship earlier last year. So it's a real good book. And I'm also a Yellowstone fan. I got caught up into that and I like watching that show <laughs> <Very and> series. <laughs> yeah. The Shackleton story is a very interesting story and heard other leaders recommend the endurance book. I haven't read it myself yet, but there's lots of really interesting documentaries and everything about that whole story. So that's great to share. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Eric, thank you so much for your time and thank you absolutely. for volunteering to be a board member for Muse and all the hours that you've put into that. And congratulations on your adoption. That's great. And what a blessing you are to that little girl and, you know, the communities that you guys uh, impact. So I appreciate you doing that as well. Thanks, TJ. And thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to Muse Views. Don't forget to rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast fix. And visit museweb.org to join the podcast forum and for information about Muse.